Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. From the beginning of that, we've been talking about the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Today, I want to start by asking you a few questions. Have you ever been in a position where someone had expectations of you that you are not aware of? Like you didn't know. Husbands, are you there? Eh? You were unaware that these expectations existed. And, and, and it was like, uh, how, did you not, by looking at me, didn't you know I, I, I needed flowers? Couldn't you see it? that maybe it's a season for that? Uh, or, or have you ever found out that you were supposed to hand in an assignment that you didn't know about at all? This has happened to me more times than I can admit. School of Ministry people, those assignments, you find out that an hour to the deadline that it was the deadline. You thought the deadline was tomorrow. You know, what happens in these situations? Or have you ever found out that someone was sure that you were dating them? <laughs> they knew that you were dating for you were not aware. And these things happen, you people, you are laughing. But I'm serious, there are people who are like, the, me, I knew I was dating this girl, now I'm finding out that she's about to get married. And the girl is like, we were dating? I was unaware. Young men, you have to make the thing clear. I don't say because I've been hanging around, buying ice cream, sending Jumia food, that means we are hooked. No! She's just thinking you're a good brother. And you're there thinking that things are serious. Has someone, now let me ask you another one, has someone ever given you a gift or money? and you didn't know that it was for you. So you kept it there, wondering. The other day, Pastor Mose was asking about a package in his office. Whose is this? Like, the phone, the thing there, you didn't know it was yours, so you don't make use of it. How about receiving money that you thought was miracle money? Only to find that you are supposed to pay for a service. <laughs> and you already ate it. <laughs> you people, let me tell you a story. Uh, sometime last year, I received miracle money on my phone. Also, I thought. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Made use of it. And it wasn't little money. I was happy. You, you know, did whatever I needed to do with it. Then I called a person to ask them to, for payment for a service that I had rendered. They said, I sent that money. Say, so what are you talking about? And I was supposed to pay other service providers. So I sent that money, they sent me the message. I'm like, there was no reason. It was just money sent. I didn't know which number this was. I waited for someone to stop me. I walked, send me a message to say that, give me back my money. No one did. I, I, so imagine, I had to now go find money to pay people. I had already misused the money. Seriously, but, but then the thing is that I used it for good things. I bought some clothes for my kids. I bought food at home. I didn't, I didn't do anything, but I even tithed, okay? I even tithed, but here is the thing, you guys, is that I had eaten the money and, and, and I was upset. I told the person that, why didn't you tell me? Like, I wish you had told me the purpose for that money when you sent it, there should have been a reason. I had misused the resources. Why? It's not that I was careless, but I had used them for noble things, but they were not the reason why the purpose for which the money was for. And I think that that is exactly how it is with our lives. That when we do not know what the resources are meant for, we will misuse them, no matter how noble the tasks we use the resources for. 
When you don't understand why you're in business, when you don't understand why you have the skills you have, why you have the giftings you have, why you have the position you have in the marketplace, why you, whatever it is, when you don't know the why behind it, when you don't know why you should be wealthy, then when we don't know the why, we must manage our money and be wealthy. Why you should put a, you know, why, 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 why? What happens is that they'll be misused. <laughs> You're putting them to good use. You're probably getting all your money. And every month, you take it and use it for home expenditure. From the business. And it's not an evil thing you're doing, but you are actually misusing the resources. That when I don't understand why I have what I have, or what the purpose, the thing for which it is for, is that we will misuse it. So today I want to talk about kingdom divine partnerships and why we must be wealthy. Why must we be wealthy? Why? What is the purpose for wealth creation? Why are we, why do we have business garage? What's the point? Why do we come here and talk about the blessing and talk about straightforward financial growth and talk about kingdom finances and have these big meetings around finances and we are consistently, some people have even accused us of being too money-minded as worship harvest. We are over talking about money. We should go to more spiritual things. Let me tell you, money is spiritual. Wealth creation is a spiritual matter. Today I want to talk about why we must be wealthy. And it's something that I've been meditating on the past few months. It's like it has hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought I knew, in my head I had an awareness, but there's been a certain switch that was off for me concerning wealth creation and the kingdom of God. And so I mismanaged my businesses. I mismanaged my personal finances. Not that I was putting them to bad use, but I was misusing the resources. I didn't follow certain principles all the time. I kept telling Jeremy, why must we save when we, when we, are, when we need money? Like, he would save the money and I'd be like, why don't we eat it? What's the big deal here? Why are we suffering? I, I felt like we are suffering if there's money in the bank and we're not eating it. Equals suffering. Why should there be money on a bank account and I'm not eating it? I'm suffering. Why should I have my business finances separate from my personal finances? If I have a need at home and the business made money, why can't I eat it? You understand? Why should I live within my means? Why can't I live a lifestyle that is, you know, that shows that I'm a queen? <laughs> Do you know why you have been given the skills, the abilities, the passions, the resources that you have been given? Do you know why your business exists, child of God? Do you know why you must, not should, do you know why you must be wealthy? Must be wealthy as a child of God in Uganda, in Kenya, in Switzerland, I don't know what nation you come from. Do you know why you must be wealthy? Because if you don't know why, you will be a very poor partner with heaven. If you have a partner who doesn't understand their partnership, they will be a poor partner. They will, they will stretch you, you know, because you'll cost the kingdom time, treasure, and resources. Why? Not because you're a bad person, because you're continuously putting it to poor use. And I'm going to tell you some of my stories. Not because you're evil, but because you're blind, you lack knowledge, you lack enlightenment, you do not know why you must be wealthy. So I'm, I want us to start with a scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, which we know. And I want you to look at this scripture and see what it is actually saying. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he, who is the he that this scripture is talking about? The Lord your God. It is he who does what? What does God do? He gives you power to get wealth. Let's first stop right there. What does the Lord your God do? He gives you power, not power to be poor, not power to be careless, not power, power to get what? 
power to get wealth. Child of God, if you're watching me right now, I want you to know that God has given you power to get wealth. That is not his problem. He has given you. He says he who gives you consistently, continuously. He gives you power to get wealth. God is already on your side. The whole of heaven is cheering you on. The resources have been released and they are consistently being released. He gives you. Not he has given you. He gives you power to get wealth. Every day, even during the season of coronavirus. He gives you power to get wealth. Comma. Why has he given you power to get wealth? First of all, everybody of us must be wealthy. That's the first thing it is saying because everyone has a power to get wealth. Everybody. I've been speaking with people who we are coaching in straightforward financial growth masterminds. And some of you shut down your business. The past 50 days, you've done nothing. You've been sitting home waiting to reopen someday. And I've been saying, guys, it's not possible. You're waiting, you're sitting home waiting for something to happen, but heaven is giving power to get wealth right now. Ideas are being released, opportunities are being unleashed, there are Facebook shops, I don't know what, all things are happening, but for some of us we've decided that for me my business must continue running the way it was running because I am the same yesterday, today and forever. God gives you power to get wealth. Come on, say I have power to get wealth. Say, I have power to get wealth. Some of you need to declare that every day morning, like one times three, every single day, because you have believed that for you, you have nothing that can attract wealth in your life. You've decided that that stuff is for one of your brothers or sisters or uncles or cousins or friends, and you've disqualified yourself, but you have been given power to get wealth. Comma, why? That he, not that you, that God through your partnership with you, that God through his partnership with you and I, that he, why has he given you power to get wealth in your career, in your workplace, wherever you are? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. The purpose for wealth creation, friends, listen to me. Why must we be wealthy? So that God may establish his covenant. In other words, wealth creation in the kingdom is directly tied to God's covenant being established on the earth. Can you imagine that? And therefore, when I do not participate in wealth creation, I am blocking the move of the covenant of God being established on the earth. Allow that to sink in for a minute. When Jesus appears on the scene, he says that the spirit of the Lord is upon him and he has anointed him. The first thing he says is to preach the gospel to the poor. He first deals with wealth before he can deal with anything else. To preach the gospel to the poor. Friends, that when you disqualify yourself from wealth creation or when you misuse your power and capacities and refuse to put them to use and you think that money is evil, being rich is wicked, being in fact having wealth is going to take you away from God, the more poor you are, the closer you are to the Lord. These are lies from the enemy. Why do you think that Christians, that's that we believe in healing. Yes, we believe in uh, forgiveness of sins. Uh, blind, we want miracles. When it comes to money, if a Christian, if you find a Christian who is rich, you start to suspect them. Or you feel that they cannot be deep with God and have money. There's something wrong with them. There is, the enemy has planted in our minds the lie that wealth creation is not part of kingdom stuff and guess what? He has given you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. And so if I do not, therefore <laughs> the church being broke equals God not establishing his covenant. Equals tying the hands of heaven. Do you know why you are not practicing your traditional religion right now? 
and, and judging by how serious some of you are about Jesus, you'd be very serious about your traditional religion. Me, I think I would be one of the chief people in the village. Eh? Or should I get out? Be a shaker because I don't think I can do anything half half. I would be deep, deep down, down, deep down, there, there, participating in very strange stuff. Do you know why you're not participating in it? Because missionaries came here with wealth. They came with wealth. They built schools. They established hospitals. Up to today, the best schools and hospitals in this nation. Well, it was it was kingdom people who came. They had money, ladies and gentlemen. They built stuff and therefore our leaders were able to listen to them and give them opportunity to speak into our lives and that's why you are not a traditionalist. That's how you go to know Jesus Christ. Okay? We cannot separate it. I'm going to make some statements today that might sound a bit tough but I want to say them. That it is selfish for a child of God to be okay with being poor and broke. It is very selfish for a child of God to be struggling financially to have just enough. It is selfish, yes. Why? Because you have the power to get wealth. If you're listening to me and you're like, no, B3, you're being unfair, you don't understand. No, it's you who doesn't understand. You have not come into acceptance and agreement with God that I am blessed. I have the power to, to, I have the power to get wealth. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed when I go in. I'm blessed when I go out. Everything I touch is blessed. Everywhere I look, there are opportunities. You do, it is not okay. It is selfish and self-centered for you, child of God, to be okay with being broke, to be okay with having few resources, to, be, to have your business as your survival kit as opposed to your business being a kingdom mandate and an and, and, and instrument for the kingdom of God. It is selfish and self-centered for a child of God to think that it's okay to be broke. To have your testimony always being how God bailed you out. It is selfish child of God and I'm not speaking with no experience. Guys, we must hate poverty with the same way we hate sin. Let me give you an example. If I came to you, Christian, child of God, and said to you, Manangi, every week, Angel, I come to you and tell you, Manangi, Angel, I fell into the temptation again. And I'm always committing adultery. Yes, let's go there. Huh? I come, I'm like, Angel, I, I don't know what happened. This time I cheated on my husband one more time. Next week I come back, Angela, this time I met the man on a taxi. He was too good looking. I don't know what one thing led to another. Uh, if I come the fifth time, what's happening? Are you like, we shall pray about it? Some of you right now even annoyed, you want to slap me through the screen. You're like, what kind of nonsense is that? That's the same way you should feel about a broke brother or sister in the Lord. Who is consistently broke, consistently, consistently asking for a miracle, consistently praying for some transport, consistently. Do you know why something is broken? Something is broken. It should make you so angry that you want to restore them. But in the church, that is okay. Why, why has it become okay that we can mismanage our businesses, mismanage our personal finances? Let me tell you a story. Sometime last year, last year or the year before, one of the two, my daughter had gone to school. It was a normal day, and I took her to school. I arrived at school, Harvest Academy. This is Worship Harvest where I am a pastor. We were all reporting with very many parents, and I found that there was a roadblock by the teachers of Harvest Academy, they were sitting at, right there and they were asking everyone to bring their bank slip or proof of payment. You guys, there was a cloud of witnesses, parents, who some of them I pastor. Do you know what happened? I was asked to go back with my child home because I had not paid school fees. Yes, 
I stood there, okay? And I remember, you know right there is where you're quoting scriptures. I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, no day's children beg for bread. Hey, the Lord shall supply my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All of what? I knew something was broken. And that it was not okay. That I had just misrepresented God. How was I to stand before these same people and talk about the abundance of God? How was I to talk about these wealth principles? Straightforward financial growth. They saw you, pastor, being sent home with your child. I remember sitting in the car, I wept and I told God never again. Because you know what? He has given me the power to get wealth and I have mismanaged that power. There is something broken and it's not with God. And I remember sitting in the car and saying to God, I was an orphan from the age of 10 or 9, something like that. I don't remember. But I know that I was never sent home for school fees. My child, I am alive, her father is alive and here we are and we are being sent home for school fees. Something is broken. It never happened again. Because that day we made a decision that we must wake up financially. And you know what? Some of you are sleeping. They, we've come here, we've talked about all sorts of principles. Save the 20%. Invest in. Save the 20%. Work hard and smart. Have at least 10 income streams. And for you, you're like, no, one at a time. One at a time. Please, no, we must focus one at a time. And then COVID came and that one at a time has shut down. And we are praying to the Lord for miracles. I know I sound a bit harsh today. Do you know why? Because I know what this thing can do to you. I know how it can rob you. That when we get to a point where we think that it's okay. I had allowed myself to embrace poverty. But I broke fellowship with it that day. You can be born again, spirit filled. Like the story in the Bible of Elijah, Elisha and the widow. And guess what? The woman was, the, was a wife of a prophet who had died. She was broke and they were taking her and her sons into slavery. Child of God, prayer and fasting will not solve your financial problems. There are principles. Money is a spirit. It has principles attached to it. I asked someone the other day, how many of you woke up today and prayed against gravity? You spoke into gravity. You told it to obey you. You are binding gravity. You're dealing with... When you find yourself praying and fasting about money, you know that there's a problem. I have prayed and fasted about money. There is no scripture precedent to pray and fast about money. Techiri you. It's not there. Money has laws and principles that must be followed. It is simple. He multiplies what is in your storehouses and the seed you have sown and blesses the works of your hands. Simple. So give him something to bless. Store up something in the storehouse for him to increase. Plant some seed for him to increase. Simple. The principles are there. How will I leave an inheritance for children's children when I cannot pay school fees? We are giving God a bad name as partners because a partner must carry their weight. God has blessed us. He has equipped us. He cannot practice the principles for us, ladies and gentlemen. Have you embraced poverty at some level? Have you embraced small, small thinking financially? You are blocking heaven from establishing the covenant. I want to say to you today that every skill you have, every gift you have, every talent you have, every resource you have, every ability you have, every connection you have, is a kingdom resource for God to establish his covenant on the earth. When you start to see those things as valuable, you actually don't feel embarrassed to even earn from them or to think so little of yourself. God has given you the power to get wealth. Say, I have the power to get wealth. Yes, you have it, child of God. There is none of us who has nothing, absolutely none. But what do we do? We despise what we have. And then we are indisciplined. Indisciplined, me, I was indisciplined. The money I was getting, 
What was I doing? I felt I was more spiritual than the principles. The only principle I practiced was giving. But you see, you have to have something in the storehouse. It's biblical. I'm talking to people who I know who are like me. You think you're more spiritual than the principles that have been taught over the ages. If you read any financial book, they say that same stuff over and over. Save, invest, be generous, live within your means. It's so, it's so easy. It's so easy. But do you see your business as a divine partnership with heaven to establish God's kingdom or do you see it as an instrument for your survival? If you see your business, this is, I'm talking, in your way, I'm talking from experience. My business, this is how I run it until only the beginning, towards the end of last year. This is what I would do. Make the money. If there are problems at home, solve them. If Jeremy, Jeremy and I would go like to a wedding meeting and Jeremy would pledge within our means. <laughs> I said, this mean man, how will they see us pledging 300,000? A whole us? Don't they see and people imagine we have money, we have to, we can't disappoint them. We can't disappoint the people. So I would go behind his back, increase the pledge to like one million. Then I started, my, I work hard that business week, I sell products to make sure that I fulfill the pledge. After that, life goes on. How are we going to educate the next generation? How are we going to alleviate poverty? How are we going to stop maternal mortality rates? How are we going to have multi-million dollar businesses in Uganda and beyond if what we are doing is that the business is the one feeding our stomachs? God cannot, cannot multiply what is in your tummy. He can't. He multiplies what is in your storehouse and your storehouse is not your stomach, ladies and gentlemen. He multiplies what is in your storehouse and multiplies the seed that is in your ground. Stop eating your destiny. Stop eating your, the destiny of children's children. We cannot be the people who hand over poverty to the next generation. Our children are starting from scratch. We admire, why? Then they're there admiring people whose children are being given gifts on their weddings. While for us, we give them prayers. Your children don't need prayers. They need wealth. They need something that is going to hand them power and freedom that they may be able to dream and think. But how will we have children's children have wealth when I can't be faithful with 200,000 Uganda shillings? I am, the good thing is that I'm speaking as one who has been thinking, I'm, who has thought I'm spiritual, who has mismanaged resources. While I taught you, by the way, I would teach you 20% what, then go and live my life. And eventually the results showed. The lowest point for me financially was that day that my daughter was asked to, and she asked me in the car, am I going home? And I was like, how? You think that it's exciting for me to share such a story with you? It's not. But I want you to know that we are giving God a bad name. God, the partnership, heaven has released all the resources. But if I'm eating, that's a, that is actually bad. It's like if I came and I'm in partnership with Timo and I give him the money and tell him, go invest, and then he eats it. What is heaven supposed to do? He has given us the power to get wealth. But what does that look like? The wealth cycle is so clear. <laughs> the wealth cycle is so clear, you just get it. You save some and then you grow it. You get it, keep it growing, and then keep growing and growing and it compounds over time. So, do you see every skill and resource you have as a tool for kingdom partnership? Or do you despise it? Some of you despise those things thinking that it's just like a thing you possess, you know? When you hold back, you hold the kingdom back. I want you to know that. That when you hold back yourself from wealth creation, you're holding the kingdom back. Because we just read Deuteronomy 8.18. The partnership that God has given to us, if you look at, we are the only partners that God, that heaven has. Psalm 115 verse 16, one of my favorite scriptures. 
Psalm 115, verse 16, it says, The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, okay? But the earth he has given to the children of men. God has given us the earth to steward. God has given us the earth to steward. That's why you have that skill. That's why you have that passion. God is saying, let my kingdom come. Allow my kingdom to come. Let my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But what am I doing? Eating children's children. Eating the inheritance of heaven. So God has to keep starting afresh with the next generation because the ones before ate it all. I refuse to be the one who eats children's children. Refuse to participate. Come on. Say, I refuse to participate. I refuse. I refuse. Let us refuse to participate in being people who are stealing from our own inheritance. Can you imagine? Cheating my own inheritance by being impatient, by wanting to live a lifestyle now that is not yet the one. I've not yet, I've not yet been elevated to that level. Because you see, ability to handle more resources comes with faithfulness having handled level one. Imagine if there was a school where your kids went, whether, whether they pass or not, they keep being promoted. I don't think many of you parents would want to take them there. God promotes once we have, we have mastered the level one. I, w- I was telling Jeremy and Pastor Moses that what I've noticed is that now that we've been faithful with the principles of wealth creation, it's like money is hunting you down. It, you just find that your, your opportunities are coming your way. You have to say no to some. What is happening is that you've been faithful. Now you qualify for the next level. But faithfulness comes with just stewardship. Sticking with the principles, not giving up, even in the times of COVID-19. From Genesis 1, God handed over the legal partnership of earth to man, giving us every tool that we needed. From verse 1, from verse 26, let us make man in our image. We looked at that before, the unfair advantage. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every living and creeping thing that, that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, meaning he made you a creator. Male and female, he created them. You have creative power. I used to think, me, I'm not creative. So I said, the creative people. But God placed on the inside of you the power to get wealth. Then God blessed you. And God said to you, come on, Angela, be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion. Why? Because when you dominate heaven, dominates child of God. When you dominate heaven, dominates. When you multiply, the kingdom multiplies. I want you to imagine just Uganda alone with kingdom businesses that are thriving. The government will listen to us. We'll stop being those nuisances that are just noise makers. We'll be able to, we can turn in our generation, we can turn the economy of this nation around completely if we deal with our personal economies and our business economies. We can, I'm telling you, it is possible, friends. In the next 30 to 50 years, we can absolutely turn around this entire economy. If each one of us became faithful with what we have and simply continued to put aside that 20%, you invest it and you don't touch it and then when the cash flow comes in maybe you build rentals when they give you rent you don't eat it you get that and put it back until the cycle is so big that you can educate a million children don't you look forward to a time when you when you're not struggling to just contribute 50k to school fees but instead you can say we'll take on 500 children and and it's not even a thing do you know how that is going to happen if you start following the principles now, where you are with what you have, regardless of what is coming in. That when you say, I am committed to being a good partner with the kingdom of God. What are the principles of partnership? God has given us the power to get wealth that he may... I hope that that thing gets into your heart the way it made sense to me. That guys, if I do not do my part, 
God cannot establish his covenant. That is what I want you to get into your heart. That the divine partnership is that the, the point of wealth creation for every believer, because all of you are in business with God, for every believer is that God may establish his covenant. That we might speed up the process. Because what is holding us back? Resources financially. We can't go to places. We can't go to, we can't build as many schools. We can't build as many churches. We can't take many missionaries out there. Why? We are fundraising. <laughs> We are fundraising. You cannot fulfill, you cannot be faithful when you don't know the why. Okay? Do you see yourself as a partner with heaven on this journey of wealth creation? Do you see yourself as a partner with heaven? Yeah. Or are you just a survivor trying to earn some money to pay rent and, 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 and take your children to school and build your small house on that 50 by 100 plot? Is that all your life is going to be about? Do you know how we are going to be surprised in heaven when we get there and you meet people who say, because of your faithfulness financially, I came to know the Lord. Places you've never stepped. Because you gave to the gospel and sent some people somewhere and they went there and they preached the gospel and someone turned to Christ and the ripple effect continues. That when you are able to deal financially, you will go to places that your feet cannot take you. You'll be able to reach places. The kingdom of God will reach places that we may not even be able to go physically because of our partnership with God, the divine partnership. Let me show you what Jesus, as a partner, what he declared. He showed up on the scene and in Mark chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Mm, I think I gave you the wrong, maybe it's not Mark 4. Which one is it? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mark a what? So he shows up and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke, sorry. Luke 4, 18 to 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Listen to that. Because he has anointed me. The, and all of you who are born again, you know that the spirit of God is upon you. Do you know why? Because you've been marked. To be anointed is to be marked by God. Because he has anointed me. And Jesus says, for me, this is my purpose here. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus knew his why. Every resource that he had. Every connection. Every, every skill. Every ability. Every, everything. Every relationship. He knew it was for one mandate. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do A, B, C, D. Look at Paul. Paul in Acts 20:24 20, says, But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. That I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that ministry? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Every connection Paul had. Every skill. Every mental faculty. Every writing ability. Everything he had. He knew it was directed to the mission. He had purpose. So he gave his mission purpose. He worked with his hands. He built tents. He did what? Why? That the kingdom, that he might be able to preach the gospel. He knew exactly why he existed. Abraham, in Galatians 3, 8, the Bible says, and the scripture forcing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you, 
all the nations shall be blessed. That's the gospel that is preached to you and I. We brought it here over and over. That in you be three, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In you, Paul, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In you, Jemima, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In you who is watching me today, all the nations, that is God's desire and his plan. Remember, he has given you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. What about you? What is your why? Because you know what I realized? If the why is not clear to you, the resources will be misused. Why? The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Why? He has anointed you to preach the gospel, to dress women. Have you been anointed to dress women? Have you been anointed to educate the next generation? Have you been anointed to find a cure for cancer? Have you been anointed to eradicate poverty? Have you been anointed to help marriages thrive, to bring beauty? to heal through music, to connect heaven to earth through worship, to put businesses in order that they may thrive, to help children thrive, to help parents raise their children better. What is your reason for the Spirit of the Lord being upon you and your business? What is your reason? Because if the why is not clear, you will save, you will invest, then you'll go and get it out and eat it. Why? What is your why? Does your business have a partnership in the kingdom? Does it have a percentage where you're like, we must work hard because we must make sure that this thing happens in our lifetime and in our generation? Or even your financial resources. Until you see yourself as a kingdom partner, this is what is going to happen. You will despise what you have. You will mismanage what you have. You will ignore what you have. You will misuse heaven's resources. Until you see yourself as a kingdom partner. Say, I am a kingdom partner. I am a kingdom partner. Yes, you're not here just to exist for your own. You're here to help. You're part of a big story. I want you to think of it. We are part of a whole army. And when one wins, we all win. Do you know my excitement when I see up? And right now, when I find any new business that is owned by a Christian that is being put in order, I get so excited. When I find any believer who is learning the principles of wealth creation and putting them to use, I get so excited. It's like, yes, the army is growing. We are going to take this thing by storm. Why? The lights were turned on. The lights were... My, guys, my lights have been off. And I'm a, I'm a pastor. I've been preaching these things. But there were some lights that were off. And I desired, I said, God, I want to know why Pastor Moses is so excited about this money thing. Show me. Show me, I don't get it. I mean, I know it's, money is important, I'm not going to lie, but it's not that important. Hey, it is that important for God to establish his covenant. Guys, we have to be wealthy. But we must see ourselves as kingdom partners, participants in the kingdom. As I conclude, I want to conclude with 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11 a scripture that I've been meditating on from February. I want us to go slow with it. It says, as each one has received a gift. What has it said? As each one, how, how many does each one include? How many does it exclude? Who is excluded in each one? Each one has received a gift. First of all, you've received it and it is a gift. Don't despise it. Don't misuse it. Harness it as each one has received a gift. Everybody watching me today, you have something. You have something and it is a power for wealth creation. As each one has received a gift, comma, minister it to one another. The mandate of heaven is that whatever you've received, use it to minister to others. Bring value with what you have. God is not asking you to be faithful with what you don't have. No. He has given you something 
how do you recognize that you have it by putting it to use minister it to one another as good stewards in other words good stewards use what they have bad stewards sit on what they have minister it to one another as good stewards managers of the manifold grace of god have you seen that that everything you have is a display of the grace of god that ability you have that skill you have that thing that comes easy for you and then he says if anyone speak some of you your gift is speaking but you think what's that ah me i don't even speak well ah i'm not even as good as i i wish i could be like so and so no as if anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of god if anyone ministers let him do it with the ability which god supplies can you imagine even supplies ability that in all things god may be glorified through jesus christ to him belong the glory and the dominion forever friends god is not trying to reduce you maybe you've been hard hit in this time and you felt like maybe heaven is not happy with me that's the enemy lying to you god wants to increase you but god cannot come and do the work for you he can't go to work for you he cannot save on your behalf he can't invest on your behalf he can't give on your behalf he can't perform your obedience for you okay it's time for us to stop praying about money and wealth creation and get to work and get to practice the principles and do the thing that we may be good partners because each one of us has something and the mandate is that every skill every gift every idea every passion every business is a stewardship from God he expects increase why that he may establish his covenant that through you all the nations of the earth may be blessed that Uganda may be blessed that Kenya may be blessed that Tanzania may be blessed that Rwanda may be blessed that Switzerland may be blessed that Dubai USA Afghanistan whatever wherever you are that that nation may be blessed through your obedience as you partner with heaven to release heaven on earth god wants to bless africa god wants to bless africa guys this is that this is the time in our generation let africa stop being called the names we've been called let's claim back the glory of this continent god did not make a mistake by placing you in this continent aren't you fed up of them calling us the dark continent of them calling us the backward ones of them calling us whatever names they've called us and you know what they have their reasons and evidence but we can arise without making too much noise in our private spaces in our personal businesses in our personal finances and start practicing these principles and be faithful when was the last time you learned more about the skill that you have are you still depending on gifting i depended on gifting for so long when was the last time you read a book on the thing where you're good at went for coaching strengthened what you have why we must be the leaders because they are said you'll be the head and not the tail above and not beneath the lord will make you the leader not a follower he wants to do these things but he cannot perform our obedience for us i'm beseeching you child of god you're a partner get into your authority as a partner with the kingdom of god don't despise your gifting don't despise your business don't reduce it don't look at it as a mode for survival see it as a thing for the kingdom of god to make progress think dominion get into your prayer closet and say father open my eyes that i may see what you're doing open my eyes that i may see what you're doing friends understand that we must be wealthy for heaven's sake define your specific mandate and get serious about it be diligent with the principles and give your business a purpose remember the ability to steward what you have now is what qualifies you for the next level all this so that god may establish his covenant he's depending on you to partner with him fully Deuteronomy 8:18 I end where I started you shall remember the Lord your God remember him when you're doing that business 
Remember him when you earn that money and don't despise it. Remember him as you're going to work even right now during and after COVID. For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. That business, that opportunity, that skill, that ability, that job. He has given you the power that he may establish his covenant. Which is what to your fathers as it is this day. Will you partner with heaven? Will you partner with heaven today? So friends, that is my heart for you. That is what God has been teaching me. That I am a kingdom partner. And it is the same thing that I am just injecting on the inside of you. See yourself today as a partner. Because heaven is depending on you and I to play our part. Amen. Amen. How do we respond to this? I'm going to invite Pastor Mose to come and help us as we respond this morning to this word that we have received. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.